good morning. Welcome to our weekly podcast, Tea Time with Tommy, where we take a few minutes, share a cup of tea together, and we are hopefully able to gain some encouragement as we look at different scriptures and devotional thoughts. Today's podcast is brought to you by Celebration Black Tea from Harney and Sons. Celebration Tea is inspired by traditional English flavors and combines mellow, medium-bodied black tea with spicy cinnamon, golden apricot, and toasty hazelnut. The result is a warming, richly aromatic brew that's easy to enjoy, plain, with a drop of honey or a splash of milk. A perfect companion to reunions with family and dear friends. This is actually one of the last teas created by John Harney. So sit back with your cup of tea and let's relax together for a few minutes as we see where this week's podcast will take us. Good morning. Teacup. Welcome to all those joining in today. As we turn our attention to chapter 3 of the book of Ruth, we're going to look at this passage today. And in studying and preparing, there are so many different commentaries uh, on this section in particular. Uh, some are more of an explanation. Some are discussing questionable choices, if you will. Uh, and that's what primarily you're going to see focused on uh, as we begin chapter 3. But for us, I think that the Lord wants us to look at it, uh, these particular verses, a little differently. So again, I'm going to be reading uh, the first 11 verses today. Uh, And as we read and glean from these verses, my prayer is that you'll allow the Lord to encourage you as we continue to see His mighty plan unfolding in Ruth's life. So I hope you have your Bibles. Ruth chapter 3, we'll read verses 1 through 11. And then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, shall I not seek security for you, that it may be well with you? Now Boaz, whose young women you were with, is he not our relative? In fact, he is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Therefore, wash yourself and anoint yourself, put on your best garment, and go down to the threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. Then it shall be when he lies down that you shall notice the place where he lies, and you shall go in, uncover his feet, and lie down, and he will tell you what you should do. And she said to her, All that you say to me I will do. So she went down to the threshing floor and did according to all that her mother-in-law instructed her. And after Boaz had eaten and drunk and his heart was cheerful, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of grain. And she came softly, uncovered his feet, and lay down. Now it happened at midnight that the man was startled and turned himself, and there a woman was lying at his feet. And he said, Who are you? So she answered, I am Ruth, your maidservant. Take your maidservant under your wing, for you are a close relative. And then he said, Blessed are you of the Lord, my daughter, for you have shown more kindness at the end than at the beginning, in that you did not go after young men, whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you request, for all the people of my town know that you are a virtuous woman. So, We see that Ruth has continued to glean in Boaz's field. 
the last verse of chapter 2, 20, verse 23, says that she gleaned until the end of barley harvest and wheat harvest. Now, that could last as long as six or seven weeks. And we're not told of anything that might have happened between she and Boaz during that time. Boaz may have appeared anxious uh, in some ways uh, to have some sort of relationship with Ruth in chapter 2, but we don't really know. But he apparently goes silent. Today's term, we would say that he ghosted her at the beginning of chapter 3. He didn't send any chocolates. There were no phone calls, no emails, no text, no Facebook entries. His status didn't change. There was no Snapchat or an Instagram post. But in the midst of all of this, silence, if you will, Naomi had a greater vision for Ruth. She could see something far better for Ruth than just being a worker in Boaz's field. She could see Ruth fully redeemed, fully loved, and honored as a wife. So naturally, Naomi became the matchmaker. Now, we could spend a lot of time on this aspect of these verses, uh, but I just feel led to, uh, to move our focus uh, a little bit farther ahead in the verses that follow the instructions that are given by the love doctor, Naomi. Ruth is instructed about many things, but the, the main thing is where she is to lay at the feet of Boaz. She didn't know what was going to happen next or what Boaz's reaction would be. She just knew that she needed to be where he was, and this meant the threshing floor. Let's look at that for a few minutes. Both the Old and New Testaments refer to the threshing floor multiple times. The prophet Hosea uh, prophesied that because Israel had repeatedly turned from God to false idols, that his judgment upon them would scatter them to the winds as the chafe from the threshing floor. Jeremiah pronounces that similar fate on the Babylonians who persecuted Israel, likening their fate to the trampled sheaves on the threshing floor. Jeremiah 51. John the Baptist uses the imagery of the threshing floor to describe the coming Messiah who would separate the true believers from the false believers. True followers of Christ will be gathered into the kingdom of God just as grain is gathered into the barns, while those who reject Christ will be burned up with unquenchable fire just as the worthless chafe is burned. That's in Matthew and in Luke. The wicked are often described as chafe that the wind drives away, found in both Psalm and Isaiah. And then there's similar imagery of the good grain being separated from the worthless weeds as it appears in the parable of the wheat and the tares in Matthew. But let's turn the camera to ourselves. When we're going through a time of testing, if you will, what do we do? It's not necessarily a threshing floor that is what's important for us to see here but the feet that we are laying ourselves at. Ruth was told to lay at the feet of Boaz, again, a kinsman redeemer that we'll continue to learn more about. 
For ourselves, all we can do is throw ourselves down at the feet of our Lord, not really knowing what will happen next. Too often, we see this as a huge risk. But I wonder if to the Lord, often it's the very place that He's asking us to be, lying at His feet. Unsure of the events that would transpire, Ruth followed Naomi's advice. She went to the threshing floor, the place of trial, if you will. But it was a place where her faith would be refined. Again, John the Baptist testifying, I must decrease and he, being Christ, must increase. You know, it's easy to talk about, but in reality, it's never so nice. Maybe it means coming and acknowledging to the Lord that those failures that we've had in our lives. Remember that God created us, and when He did, He started with nothing, but, it, but He created something. If you think about it, when God makes us somebody, He started with nobody. The first step for us is laying down in humility at the feet of the Savior. Here was Ruth. The middle of the night, I mean, really, if you picture it in your mind, you're like, no, no, you've got to be kidding. She's laying at Boaz's feet, and she's thinking, she's lying there awake thinking, is he going to marry me? Is he the one to redeem me? Or is she laying there thinking, I wish he would hurry and wake up? How long it can feel when we find ourselves on the threshing floor in the midst of of a trial. Sometimes to us, God might even seem asleep or perhaps oblivious to the whole ordeal. He's not. There will always come a time that Boaz awakes, and though it takes longer usually than we would like, there will always come the time when God hears and acts on our cry. What would have been best for Ruth during this time, I wonder? Probably to be at rest. To be at rest as much as possible and to not be worried. That's the same for you and I. Laying at the feet of Jesus is where we will find rest. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's podcast. When you're going through a time of testing, what do you do? Our first step should be laying in humility at the feet of our Savior, throwing ourselves down even when we don't know what will happen next. At His feet, we can be at rest and without worry. Ruth only knew she needed to be where Boaz was, and the same goes for us. Though we may not know what is coming next, we do know that we need to be where Jesus is. We look forward to spending time with you next week. But until then, may your cup overflow with his blessings.